Good evening. Welcome back. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Six Rings Canes. Vish, DJ, Larry Bluestein, and here uh, joining me here on the uh, on the show tonight. What's going on, fellas? How you guys doing? Good. 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 Can't complain. Yeah. Football's back. Oh my yeah. God, it's 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 exciting because we've got a lot of things to cover. Uh, you know, we we obviously went through we previewed fall camp, but fall camp is is going. Uh, it's going strong. Obviously, today was the first day of, of uh, full pads. And there was no media access, which I love it. I love it. That means what is how how about this? Before we even get to it, what does that mean to you, Vish? No media access, full pads. <clears throat> means means football's back. Means they're working on, you know, they're probably game prepping and and putting in offense and defense. Like this is this is happening. You know what it means to me? You know what it means to me? It means that they are lighting each other up, they're going hard, and they're playing Mario Cristobal football. And, and, and if there is anybody that knows what that's about, Blue, what does that mean to you? If full pads are on, no media access. means they don't trust the media anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, right? That's the obvious. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, no, Smart I, move. Smart yeah. move. Yeah. <laughs> well, he doesn't – you know what? Here's here's the thing. He doesn't want the little things to, to supersede anything that's going on. So – the less people that you have around, the less people you have to worry about. And like you said, I think uh, they they kind of like eased into this the last few days. Now they're in pads. And like you guys said, they're cracking heads and they're playing football and they're gearing up for that opening game against Bethune-Cookman and uh, trying to put the best 22 on the field. And um, this is a time where, you know, this is what's going to separate the men from the boys. This is a, uh, this is like the, back in the day, uh, Don Shula, when he when he had his camps. I mean, you you were in, you were either in or you were not, you know, not doing well. And and, and back then, you had three a days plus Oof. film sessions. So a whole different story now in in all sports, college, NFL, high schools that a lot of them only have one time that you could be with the kids and are the players, and then. Uh, you could do film and you could do like, you know, some classroom stuff. But uh, I remember when they used to come in, uh, I, I even covered the Dolphins back in the day. And I think it was like the late 70s where they'd have a seven o'clock practice, a two o'clock practice and a 430 practice. That's and then right after dinner, they would have like meetings. So and this is when all the guys had to live on at Biscayne college, St. Thomas university when they had the dorms and they, so you were there. So, I mean, you know, when you saw your family was uh, after all this stuff was over nowadays, things are a little bit more lax. There's all these player union things that'll, you know, get in your face, but uh, to get back to you know what's going on, this is, this is what it's all about. This is uh, Mario Cristobal, you know, taking this thing one step further than he did in the spring because now you have a full group of players on, on board, very few injuries. You know, we talked about a couple of them last week, but uh, I mean, this is where it's all happening. This is where the positions are going to be won. Uh, you know, even though we know that the Tyler Van Dykes and players like that are always going to be penciled in at number one, listen, if you don't get the job done in the last, next two, three weeks, then uh, you're going to find yourself sliding down that depth chart. And that's, that's how you build the winner whether it's here or whether it's Alabama or whether it's anywhere and you play your best football players and if, and practice is everything, you know, you know, they like I, Allen Iverson was never a great practice player and he just didn't like practice. Well, 
He wouldn't play here. Uh, this is, and I've heard Mario Cristobal said this, you practice how you play. And if you don't, then you won't. I agree. I agree. Um, it's, it's just exciting to me. Uh, now that they finally put the pads on, we're going to see, like you said, we're going to see them, the separation now is really going to start. Even from the guys that maybe we're seeing with the run with the ones now, may not be running with the ones much longer. And uh, you're, you're going to tell a significant difference on the physicality of some of these guys that are that have that are coming in and, and the guys that have gotten better. And I think that that's what's going to be important now to see once these pads get put on. Um, really quick, before we uh, go on any further, we've got a great guest coming on in about five minutes as well. Uh, so we'll definitely get it cracking with him uh, really quick. Before we get to DJ, I want to talk about uh, our one of our sponsors because today, count it, we got two sponsors today. Nice, nice. We got two sponsors today, uh, so we do really appreciate it. Let's talk about Price Picks really quick. Price Picks um, is the official daily fantasy app of the Five Reasons Sports Network. Make sure you're using code five F I V E when you sign up. Uh, Price Picks will match your initial deposit up to a hundred dollars. Um, and what's great about it is uh, you don't have to spend it all at once. You don't have to use it all at once. So uh, you can uh, play the NBA, the NHL, uh, Major League Baseball, the NFL. You can do so many things. that You can mix and match uh, players as well from different leagues and different sports, which is really neat. Uh, here's how it works, right? Pick two to five players. Then you play the over-under on individual categories. It all depends on how much you want to win is how many players you pick. Uh, make sure you go to prizepicks.com. To uh, sign up with the code 5, F-I-V-E, they will match your initial deposit up to $100. Pricepicks.com is the word. Make sure you check them out. Um, DJ, really quick before we, um, you know, before we bring our guy on. So I was mentioning pads, right? So, you know, the pads for me signifies that practice is really starting, right? Because when you're in shells, when you're in just your jersey, uh, you know, anybody can make mistakes and drop footballs or anybody can look like an absolute, you know, uh, all-American, right? So mm. now when you put on the pads, you get the alligator arms or you get the guys that kind of separate themselves and say, I don't give a crap. This is my time to shine. I'm going to go ahead and, 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 and ball out. And you're going to see some, some people get hit really hard uh, and some people say, hey, welcome to college football. Let's go. How do you feel about, you know, what it means to put, put on the pads and get going? Well, while putting on the pads separates the men from the boys, it truly does. Having been a team manager for a football team, I would go out to all the summer practices, and you could tell as soon as you put the pads on who was going to make it and who was just not going to cut it, and it truly does separate the men from the boys. It's another step towards the opener for Miami, in this case, Bethune-Cookman, and it's just one more signal that football is that much closer, and I cannot wait, especially this season. It's nice to have something to finally look forward to, right? Oh, my God. Three weeks away, right? Yep. September 3rd? Three weeks yep. away. September 3rd. Woo! Um, yeah, that's going to be fun. I know, Blue, I know we'll be out there for the game. Yeah. Um, and we'll be uh, checking them out. We'll I hope they... pre-game. We'll have a little yeah. pre-game. Oh, you, you know it. You know it. We're, we'll are we do a little pre-game, but um, uh, we'll, we'll act like we're – like we're okay when we go up to the press box. Will they let us back on the field this year before that's, the games? That's exactly what I was going to ask you. I really hope that they start letting us back on the field. I think that I don't think there's anybody at Miami that will answer questions. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we'll never find out until we're there. Oh man, ain't that the truth, my friend? Trial by fire, I guess. Right? I yeah. feel like we did it a couple just... years ago. I feel like you could just walk out the middle. You know who I am, right? Nah, <laughs> nah. I've seen too many good, too many of these people get pulled over by cops, and they go, "Don't you know who I am?" 
And I don't ever want to be that. Person. Yeah, you don't want to pull never. that card, right? Yeah. No, yeah. never, never, never. I hear you. I I, I totally get that. I, well, I mean, it I didn't work, Vish, because uh, we were going to have a guest on tonight, and uh, it didn't really work. So. Right. Yeah. Which, oh well. The, we'll. We'll get. We'll get that. Uh, we'll get that taken care of here. Yeah. Uh, soon. Um, without further ado, let's uh, let's bring on our guest, and um, so he could. You know what? You, you, what's up, Johnny John? What's going on, buddy? What's What's up, guys? What's up, man? John. You know what, John? John gets to hear our our mid our mid show mid show sponsor, which is oh, going to be a fun. It's going to be a fun one. It's going to be exciting for you guys, okay. um, and you, you get to hear it because we'll, we'll right in between uh, us talking about camp uh, practice notes and stuff like that. I'm going to throw a complete curveball at everybody, and it's going to be pretty funny. So, uh, but it's going to be fun. We love it. We appreciate the sponsor. So. Uh, we'll get to that in a little bit, but first off, so I was talking to these guys, John, uh, first question I have for you is, um, you know, they finally put the pads on today, right? Uh, no media access. We, we all kind of stated what that means to us and what that means for the program. What does that mean to you that there was full pads today and no media access? I mean, obviously there's some people that can get in and and check it out, but what what does it mean to you? Uh, I think that's kind of a switch in mentality that I think Coach Cristobal wanted to instill on the players. It's like, all right, fun's over, show's over. It's time to knock each other's heads in, I guess, for lack of a better phrase. So, yeah, it was probably, uh, you know, it probably got ugly out there in a good way. You know what I mean? He wanted to kind of separate, you know, men from the boys, so to speak. So I think, uh, yeah, he didn't want any distractions, basically. He wanted to kind of switch up the mentality and the speed and, you know, to kind of encourage the guys to get after it. Yeah. Uh, like you said, like like Blue said, they're, they're going to be cracking heads and they're going to be hitting, yeah. you know, hitting everybody hard. And because that, that's the way that, that Mario Cristobal, I mean, that's just his makeup, right? That's that's his mentality. That's his that's the way he, he does things. He did that. He, he did that as a player. He's, he's done that as a coach all the way through. Um, and, and you see it in his teams. His teams are very physical. Uh, his Whoever it is that he's coaching up, the offensive line, the offense, um, there's, there's, this, there's a sense of physicality. You bring in the other coaches like Charlie Strong and Kevin Steele and so on and so forth, and now you've got yourself a defense that's no nonsense also. That's going to be aggressive. That's going to tackle better than anybody in the country. Hallelujah. Um, and... Um, you know, and, and just about everything else is going to be done on a different level. Um, so I'm excited to see what happens down the road with with these practices. If they start, if they open it up a little bit to uh, to some of the to some of the media, because I, I really want to talk about this. Right. Fifteen before we even get into camp practice, we'll make this short because I don't think that this deserves too much time. But I think, John, you you know. We heard it with Max last night talking about it a little bit with A Black. Um, this whole situation of you know journalistic integrity per se. I don't consider myself a journalist. I'm not a journalist. Vi- By the way, Vish writes better than 99. No, actually, he's the best writer in, in South Florida when it comes to Miami Hurricanes football. If you ask me or anything that he writes, but he doesn't even consider himself a journalist. Okay, we do this for the love and for the passion of the team. Uh, and we care and we support about we support this team. We might talk, you know, talk bad about them per se and say, hey, they're doing this. They're not doing this right. Yeah. But you're never going to hear us knock a player on the team. Uh, Blue, he's another one. He, he's not a journalist. He's a media guy, but he's more of, of a passionate guy when it comes to this 
program as well to college football as a whole. Danny writes for the Big Ten. He's, you know, and Danny, this is not a knock on you. You're an excellent writer too, but Vish is just a man. Let's just be honest, right? Like it's, it's, he's 100%. He's, he's the man. 100%. Um, uh, Vish has a good editor. <laughs> I'm not going to mention who it is, Gary. Um, yeah, but, Gary, uh, who would that be? <laughs> but uh, my point is, my point is, this whole situation with certain, you know, certain people in the media bashing players that they see practice for literally 15, 20 minutes. So they right. get to see the portion that Mario wants you to see, which is the crap, right? Which is the the slow stuff, the kind of the stretching out and the loosening up and the warming up and the one-on-ones a little bit and kind of, you know, that kind of stuff. So when you're out there and you're bashing a player and saying that he has no, uh, you know, he's he's never going to play it down to football at a certain position, uh, he should switch positions. And he's literally been on campus for two days. You know, I know, I know he got here in the, you know, uh, spring and summer, but he should have graduated like last month. Let's be honest, right from high school. And we're talking about a kid that has all the goods and and I don't want to mention players either, but like, there's no, why, why, why do, why does, why do certain media members decide that this is a good idea to to do this? Uh, It it just has no place in it for me. And I think that uh, they got to be better at that. And we'll start with you, John. Like, what's your opinion on, on, on what happened there? I think it's it's pretty simple. It's them trying to you know make a splash with a with a quote or whatever, and trying to get you know a little a statement or a headline to go viral, and you know get themselves some attention. I think it kind of comes down to that because that's you know if if you've been around this game around this team for a while, you know freshman quarter a freshman let's say player you know a young player like that that just got here is going to take them time to develop. Okay, so you're kind of going, you know, some people kind of take, I feel like that's what's probably happening here. Um, Because anyone who knows this game and knows football, yeah, it takes time to develop, especially that position. So, yeah, I I found that kind of odd. You know, let the young man develop and show what he's capable of, especially at least give him a year before we bash him. That's just my thought. Uh, Blue, you've been around for quite a while. You've seen... Players come and go. You've seen media members come and go, but you've also seen players sometimes not not start off so hot or start off not looking as good in shells than they do when the pads get on and when game time comes around, right? So, and young guys and old guys goes old guys the same, and then you see some development here and there, you know, with, and you've seen thousands of players that do that, right? That start off slow, develop and become they become really great football players. Why? What is the thought process behind? that specific comment saying, Hey, you know, this guy doesn't deserve to, you know, play this position at the university of Miami. He should switch positions now. Like, is this too early to be talking like that? Or is there ever a place where you can bash a player that's on the team that you cover on a daily basis? Well, first of all, I, you know, you're talking to the wrong guy when it comes to bashing. Cause I, don't I know I've ever I know bashed that. anybody. I mean, I promote the kids and that's what I do. I mean, you could be balanced, you know, and you could be fair, uh, but at the same time, you got to understand, especially somebody like that, you're dealing with somebody, you know, that we mentioned before that really is, is should be in high school, you know, should just been graduating from high school as a young guy. Uh, he has an opportunity, you know, he's a future guy. Why even, why even address somebody that really is not even in the mix right now? I mean, if you want to talk about you're starting quarterback. You want to start about your starting wide receiver. Listen, we were objective enough after the spring game. 
to say right now, Miami just does not have a number one. Jacoby kind of let us down. Yeah, he caught passes at the end of the game. But in that context, you're only doing your reporting. You're you're only, you know, being fair. You're being fair. Because if, if you're sitting there drooling on everybody and, oh, he's the best thing in the world, no one's going to take you serious. So if you say something uh, about a player, I mean, make sure that he's in the mix. I mean, why are you going to take a shot at somebody, you know, and forget the shot. Why are you going to be having a difference of opinion on somebody right now who's next year at this time? Let's talk about that person, you know, because then it's more valid. Right now it means nothing, and I don't understand that. But that's what I said. If you're going to talk about the running game and you're going to make an, uh, you know, an impression on Cheney and say, you know what, right now you got – Two other guys plus a incoming freshman, you know, Thad Franklin. You had all these running backs, and you make your opinion on what the running back room is. That's your opinion. You know, that's an opinion. You're not hurting anybody. It's just a in in some some instances, if you watch practice, it may be a factual thing that you know that Rooster's not running as well, or you know. But that's something that you have to you know be because, like I said, no one's going to listen to you if all you're going to say is. Oh, he's the best thing in the world. Or, you know, when, you know, there's some other people in the media that all they'll do is be negative. So, I mean, and and people get tired of that as well. So you got to be balanced. Call it like it is, but at the same time, you know, ease up a little bit, especially at the college level. These guys are only 21, 22, 20, you know, in that range, 18, uh, 19, 20, 21, 22. I mean, that's young to be taking shots in their defenseless because they're not going to answer back. And especially with under Mario Cristobal, he won't let him do that. So I, I, you're in a tough situation. I just think that uh, a reporter in this day and age needs to be a little bit more responsible. And, uh, you know, he, he, people rely on them, but at the same time, you know, you've got both sides, you know, you, you can't diss the player and just to appease the fans. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. Anybody, uh, Vish, I know you want to say something. Yeah, yeah, just, I mean, John touched on this a little bit. I do think when you're trying to generate content daily, hourly, and drive clicks, you're going to put a lot of garbage out there. And I think I think we're all kind of plagued by that. Um, if you've got pressure to every day i got to come up with a take, there's no take after 15 minutes of warm-up. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm sorry. There's just nothing interesting there. Um, but... You got to get something to get people to click on your website. So you come up with this absurd, you know, take where you're trying to judge someone off of that. Um, I do think, look, there is there is a place to be critical of player performances, but I think it's always fair to at least talk about, well, these are things they can do better. You know, where's the growth opportunity? Um, there, there's always, like, if you're going to say, you know, work on his passing accuracy, that's one thing to say, like, well, he can't throw the football. Ridiculous, right? And so I think... He was intentionally over the top to drive traffic to his website. Um, and you know what we're talking about, so it kind of worked. Um, <laughs> so, but, 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 that, but that's, you know, it's got, you got you to gotta get, if you just take like a, a modest take, like, yeah, maybe he didn't throw well, not a big deal. That's not going to drive traffic. It's got to be, no, move him to wide receiver, right? That's the take that's, that's kind of like driving the, the traffic. But I do think it's important to be fair when you criticize. Um and as 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 uh, Blue said, these these are these are kids. Like, and I just 
I don't believe in giving up on these kids, period. So, you know, he kind of already gave up on yeah, the quarterback five much. minutes in the campus, which is ridiculous. But even then, there's always ways to, to improve and get better, right? You didn't end up at the University of Miami because you cannot play at all. So the notion that any of these these players are just completely like, nope, can't play, is, is ridiculous. Like, I, you, everyone misses on evaluations, but at the level of football we play, the kids that are poorly evaluated that aren't as good as we think, as we thought coming in, are still amazingly talented football players. And and when you lose that perspective and you just want to fire off a take, you say ridiculous things like this. And it's, you know, he got his clicks, he got his traffic. I'm sure he got some ad revenue off of it. He doesn't have his integrity, though. And that's what he gave away. Um, Fair enough. So, you, so when you put your name on something, you should own it. So he should be known as the guy who thinks he can evaluate quarterbacks based on 15 minutes of stretching. <laughs> Enough. Yeah, he, should, uh, he should carry that around. He should. He should. Uh, DJ, we'll end it with you here real quick, and then we'll move to Cap. I'll just say real quick, Vish kind of nailed it on the head. I mean, these guys know that hot takes will drive readers to their website. And like Vish said, we're talking about it right now. And then when you look at Twitter, right, if I favorite a tweet, it will show up on Jazz's timeline. So then that gets more traffic, more comments. Etc. I mean, these guys know how to play the social media game, but that doesn't always lead to good journalism. I mean, a lot of these guys have never even been a part of a football team, and they're over here evaluating prospects and this, that, and the other thing. It's kind of sad, especially when you when you know we look to a lot of these guys for you know valuable information, but it's all about clicks and algorithms and which take can generate the most traffic. It's not the right way to do things journalistically, but that's how it is. Amen to that. Um, all right, enough of enough of giving that guy because we just gave him <laughs> more exposure here. But it is what it is. I think it, it's worth you know addressing because uh, we're all you know we're all guys here that love the program, and you know you'll never hear us bashing a kid like that. Um, but uh, anyways, kind of moving along here. Uh, let's let's kind of get into a little bit fall camp, right? Like so, we talked about last week. Uh, you know what we wanted to see, who we <laughs> who we thought was gonna gonna be with the ones in day one on Friday. You know, I've how tried. I've actively tried to destroy the tape, man. But <laughs> yeah, we, can't, we can't, man. Unfortunately, can't. the digital age, you can't do that. Um, so, but listen, hey, D- I, hey, DJ and I were correct on three of ninety, so that's not so bad. <laughs> Thanks for those three, Blue. <laughs> Thanks for those three. I owe you one. Yeah, no kidding, no kidding. That was uh, some interesting stuff. So before we even kind of talk about who we who we thought were the ones well I mean, we won't even talk about that because i i think it's interesting to see who came out starting off with the ones in camp at least in certain positions right the only position that i think we saw a lot of movement around we didn't really see necessarily a starting five per se is that offensive line i think we saw that offensive line do a lot of shifting a lot of moving around because of the injury to zion nelson he's going to be out six to eight weeks um and so he probably won't play the first game i'm just assuming that he's not going to play against uh cookman that's probably a good assumption uh but you're seeing a lot of things on that side of the football we also heard that jonathan campbell was probably going to be the guy at left tackle. Now we're hearing Dana Rivers is the one getting a lot of the snaps there. He's really doing well. He's impressing a lot of people. And we all knew, right, he was probably the best offensive lineman last year before his injury, probably still one of the best offensive linemen now. So him being at left tackle, really not that surprising. Overall, first week of practice so far, John, we'll start off with you since you're our guest. What can you get from 
you know, the first, the first, what, four or five practices already. I get that coach crystal ball really wants to, you know, try different combinations and experiment with different combinations of guys to see what gel and see what works, which I think is smart. I think a lot of, especially coaches in his position coach, they do that. So I wasn't surprised by that. Um, loved hearing what I heard about Daryl Jackson. Um, you know, at D tackle, I think he's going to be a problem. I've been saying that for weeks and I, yeah, I'm glad it's coming to fruition already. Uh, our D line is deep. Um, one thing that I'm wondering about, though, and it's probably a good problem to have, is I'm hearing Jalen Rivers is doing a great job with his reps at left tackle. Say he dominates these first couple games at left tackle. Say we pull the upside off against Texas A&M and Rivers is at left tackle, Campbell's at right tackle. What the hell do you do with Zion at that point? Uh, Which is a good problem. Yeah, I mean, we know, we know. I think, I, I think, you know. Jalen Rivers is such a good offensive lineman that I think he can play any position. He can play multiple positions. Mm-hmm. So you probably have to kick him inside. I'm just assuming that he's going to be better than – it's not a knock on the other guys because we're still building depth there. And and yeah. you can probably say that that's still one of the positions that we're still trying to, you know, create an identity with with crystal ball and mirror ball there. Obviously, it's, it's getting there. But there's still some – lack of depth you could probably see or lack of development right not necessarily depth because you've got jonathan dennis who's there now you've got sangopolo who i think is going to start at right guard anyways uh you've got some of the guys behind them you've got chris washington mclaughlin um you know uh, some of the other interior guys dj scaife um and so on and so forth so i i think that and the team by the way i know a lot of them are really high on dj scaife as well just kind of talking off of that, I, I think you would just have to probably just kick him inside and then put Zion Nelson out there. I, what a great you know. problem to have, though. Right, I, right. I mean, we haven't had that in 20 years, so. No kidding. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I do I do wonder if, you know, especially if he misses the first game, definitely misses the second game if Zion's not back in there and has to work his way back in over the first half of the season because – I mean, if he hasn't played the first two games, you can't just throw him out there against A&M as a starter. I don't think he would start in that case. So yeah. he might have to work his way back into the starting role. I don't think it's just going to be given to him. Yeah, I think that if he doesn't play against, uh, what is it, Southern Miss, the second game of the season, um, I, I just don't see Middle it. Tennessee State, or right? Middle Tennessee, I, think, I think Middle Tennessee State is after Texas A&M. Well, whatever. It's one whatever. of those things. Um, you know, either way, uh, yeah, I, I don't see him starting against Texas A&M, especially – if he doesn't play those first two games. So, um, Blue, what's your take on what, what have you heard or liked so far? What have you, what's the first four or five practices? What have they told you so far about this team? Uh, if anything, if anything. Yeah, no, I've heard. Uh, but, you know, then again, you, you, it's tough to make judgments when you're in a pair of shorts. So, I mean, you know, I mean, and, you really, I mean, you, you get, I think you actually get more heated deals because everybody wants to hit by yesterday everybody wanted to hit everybody i've heard that the enthusiasm has just been out out of the place i mean just everybody is sky high for this um i think they're off season work you know you have somebody like coach feld in there who's crazy guy personified who's getting these guys all pumped up and yeah, no, I, I think next week when we do our show next week, we'll have a much, much better barometer on everything because there's bound to be a few injuries and bumps and bruises because they're in pads. Uh, I think that the competition now 
as you get closer to the opening of the season, is going to get greater. There's going to be more pressure. There's going to be a lot more put on these guys, no matter what position it is. Uh, but I think the focal point starts looking at wide receiver and linebacker because you need to have somebody productive coming out of this camp that's going to be able to to more than fit in. And I think that we talked about this last year when um, Rambo had an awesome pre or summer camp and he established himself as the number one guy. So when the season started, everybody kind of knew their role. I don't think it's going to be like that. I think it's good. We're, we're going to the season. I don't think they're going to have a clear cut number one because remember, well, even against Bethune, it doesn't matter if somebody's hitting you, uh, you're, there's always going to be some opposition. So I think you're going to find out a lot about these guys. They may look good now, but once they strap it up and the other team's not going to hold up on plays, you're going to see what you're made of. And I think that those first two games are going to be essential. And thank goodness we have those games because last year you jumped right out of the, the deal uh, into the game against Alabama. I think what the year before, the year before that was LSU. So you have to understand that Miami's got some, they got some wiggle room now and, and they could test the waters in the first couple of games and to see who they have. So I think this year really plays a lot better. And to answer your question right now, a lot of enthusiasm and uh, a week from now, we're going to, we're going to have a lot of answers. Uh, really quick before we keep going, big shout out to everybody in the chat. Anthony, Les, uh, Fish Fan, Miami, Pimp Down, uh, TR30, Will, uh, Gary, um, everybody else. Damn, it feels good to be a king. We appreciate you guys on. Yeah, so I, I, I want to get to this question and then we'll talk, we'll talk about our sponsor really quick. And then we'll uh, ask a couple more questions to John and, and we'll let you get out of here, John. Um, I know you're probably a pretty, pretty busy guy. You got a couple shows this week too, so um, – uh, pretty excited about that. Anyways, um, yeah, I think our biggest weakness are our linebackers. They will need time to play together. Who do you see starting less uh, from less? Look, are you guys? Are you guys? And I'll ask this to all, all, all four of you. Um, we'll go really quick around the horn on this. Are you all um, kind of intrigued, or are you surprised to see that the first guys going out there at practice were Corey Flag and Wayman Steed? Um, and I think it was what Keontre, I think it was Keontre Smith, um, who were the three, if I'm not mistaken, the first three to go out there with the ones. Are you guys uh, surprised by that? Vish, I'll actually start with you on this. Uh, are you surprised by that? A little bit. I mean, they have the most experience kind of in game playing there. So it's, I guess, not entirely surprising that, that, um, that they're there, but we knew it was a position of weakness. You get all these new coaches in there. That's kind of what we rolled out last year yeah. so he definitely expected something different I, and i will say though um you know that's how they started a camp i'd be more surprised if that's how they finished dj how do you feel about that uh you know those 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 three guys well i like keontre i think keontre is probably going to be a starter either way uh you know he's gained some weight he's at a he's at a good healthy 230 pounds that's a good size for a linebacker now you know when he started he was 202 pounds look at him now so mm -hmm. Are you surprised by by uh, Flag and, and Steed more than anything? A little bit because, like Vish kind of alluded to, I thought a new coaching staff would mean maybe a new look or at least trying out a new trio, so to speak. I mean, it'll be interesting to see, like Vish said, what this will look like at the end of things. But I was, 
actually very surprised that those three trotted out at the linebacker position. Linebacker hasn't exactly been something that we have been able to hang our hat on over the past couple of seasons, so who knows? I'm not the coach, but I was surprised. I'll just say that. Did you see, John, did you see Flag and Steed as your top two guys at the um, at linebacker coming into fall camp? No, I didn't. Um, I, I have the guys right behind them, actually. You know, by the time the season starts, I have them starting. But I kind of get why the coaching staff did that. Um, I don't think... I don't think the staff wanted to come in and just, you know, for example, Caleb Johnson, that's a transfer they just brought in. I don't think they just wanted to go with their guys, you know, without them having played it down as hurricanes, just throw them out there. Cause that makes the other guys feel like, you know, the guys that were starters last year feel like, well, you don't matter. You're kind of going by the wayside. No, you are starters coming in, go out there, run with the ones. And these guys are going to compete with you. Caleb Johnson, we just brought you in, prove it. Prove to us why we brought you in. Like, we're, we're going to make you earn it. That's kind of how I took it. It's just competition. End of it, though, um, are those the guys that are going to be on top? We'll see. I don't I don't think so. I think it's going to be Keontre and Caleb as opposed to Steed and, and, and Corey. But I think they're all going to get heavy rotations, to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, Blue, I know that uh, not only are you a fan of Wayman Steed, I think we all are a fan of Wayman Steed. He's, he's been through a lot here at the University of Miami, right, uh, with injuries. Uh, but he's a guy that came in very talented, very fast, right, sideline to sideline, uh, you know, decent size, a little bit short, but uh, pretty good player, just has, has had issues with injuries and has gotten and, – and that sets you back. It, it is what it is. Other players come in and, you know, they, they, they play, they practice. Uh, naturally, that's, that's what's going to happen. But we did see him get some, some more playing time last year. Talk to me a little bit about your thoughts on Steve and Flag you know, primarily being the ones, and again, obviously this is all going to change or might change, but were you surprised to see those two guys out there first? Well, I was, and I'll play off uh, what Bish and John said. Uh, the reason why they're there is they're experienced guys. Flag led the uh, linebacking quarter in, in, in tackles. Uh, you got a guy like uh, Wayman Steed, who, like I said, when he was coming out of Miami Central, I, you know, I thought the world of him, very intelligent kid, as you said, very athletic. Injury prone, injury prone in high school. Uh, it's kind of followed him into college. But yeah, while I was surprised, I'm not shocked because we're not talking that this is, and, and especially as anybody, as our question was posed to us, a linebacker is a weak spot here. There's, It's tough to find frontline players, let alone depth. And will do I think that Caleb Johnson's going to be there at the end? Keontra? Yeah, I do. But this is the time for both Flag and Wayman to show that, hey, coach, you know, even though maybe they outplayed me a little bit, I'm ready to come just if I need to, you know, in that rotation, I'm ready to go. Or they may steal the show like Flag did last year. Flag, I'll tell you what, on a team that was as poor tackling as they've been in years, uh, he actually was a fairly uh, dependable guy, you know, to tackle. So um, to answer the question directly, surprised yes but not blown away i mean it i mean if somebody like uh you know van dyke wasn't in there at the beginning i've been blown away you know so that's uh but it's a it's a need position just like offensive line probably more so uh because i mean next year at this time we won't be talking like this because you're gonna have a lot more depth in there but yeah i was a little bit surprised but uh 
uh, as Vish alluded to, let's see what happens in the next two weeks. Let's let's see what happens this week, because you're going to now the plays have to be made right before. All you did was touch people. And uh, now you have to make tackles and now well, you have to come and bring it. Think about this right here. Here's where it sounds a little bit better. So let's just think about it this way, right? Like your first team linebackers are uh, hypothetically, this is how it could play out, right? You got Caleb Johnson in the middle and then you've got Keontre on one side and potentially Chase Smith on the other side, who, by the way, has been probably one of the more um, impressive linebackers so far. Him and Caleb Johnson in practice uh, have been some of the more impressive linebackers. So imagine those are your top three. And then your second team is Corey Flagg, who's been at, what, a a two-year starter here, more or less. Um, uh, And you got Wayman Steed, who has a lot of experience. He's been here 17 years. I think he's 38 years old now. Um, 37, I think. 37, 37. You're right. You're right. (laughs) And and then you've got another one who has been very impressive in, in camp as well as Wesley Bassaint, who's a freshman. Yeah. So if you're talking about having a two deep of those six guys, not too bad. No. Not too bad. Not no. too bad at all. I think it sounds a little bit better that way. And then you throw in next year that you throw in Popo and you throw in Malik Bryan and you throw in potentially some other guys. Now you're talking about building that depth. And you know, and if Avery Huff ever figures it out. <laughs> which, you know, athletically, I mean, there's not too many just as a 6'3", 210, 215 pounds. I mean, he's got he, he's 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 got the potential. He just has to put it all together. He could be a guy that, that that comes in, you know, if he figures it out, that would be interesting to see as well. So I think that it's starting to shape up. It's still going to be the quote unquote weakest position, I think, on defense. But I think that uh, with that too deep. You're doing you're doing okay. You're doing okay. Yeah. Could be could be a lot worse, right? Could be 2021. So um have we thrown out the idea of James Williams going to the Sam or what? <laughs> well that, that, that's another thing, right? So Flo so mentioned do, this on Sunday. We, he, he we do have it. a couple of questions. Actually, that's a good segue. I yeah. thought we were gonna do the ad read, so I was holding off on this, but Ember did ask the question. Might as well. Yeah. What two safeties do you have starting? Well, that's another that's another question, right? I think, right I, think now, but I think it I think it layers into I think that question answers itself if if Williams James Williams has been the most impressive safety, the most impressive defensive back in cap so far. And yes, as long as Flo mentioned it, I don't know, John, if you heard him say this, John, but as long as you call him a safety, you can put him anywhere on the field. But make sure that J- James, if you're hearing this, which you're not. Just like in Flow Show, you're a safety man. You can just play anywhere you want on the field. Yes, I can see him coming down and being in the box more. John, how do you feel about who you're? Who you? Who are your two starting uh, safeties right now? Um, and what do you do with the third? That's a good question. That's a good question. Uh, yeah, no, starting safeties are, are Cam and Avante, um, and James. You know, whenever one of those guys needs a break, you rotate them in at at, at safety and keep that rotation going to keep those guys fresh. And if you want all three on the field, drop them into the box, drop them in as a blitz, put them in there and run stopping situations or, you know, things like that, or where you want just a, a third pass coverage guy out there. Cause I mean, the way college football, well, the way football in general works now is you need more fast guys out there on defense. So why not? You, play need, James Williams, you need James Williams on the field, though, man. I mean, I don't know how you can yeah. keep him off the field. You got to put him at the star if he's not going to be one of your safeties. You got to put him at the star, and I, sure. and I, I, I don't, I don't see him coming off the field. I think all three of them need to be on the field somehow. So yeah. I, think I agree. Figure that out. Yeah, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough because Cam Kitchens is definitely your prototype, your free safety. That guy's a stud. 
that kid's a stud, though. So. Oh, yeah. Um, it's a good problem to have again. And then you got Brian Balaam who's coming back from injury who, yeah. you know, a lot of people don't realize, but he is a really, really good football player. Uh, so you've got him as well back there. So uh, I think it's going to be, uh, <coughs> excuse me. It's going to be fun to watch uh, really quick before we, um, we finish off with John, actually John, John, you know what? Let's finish off with one more question with John and then you get to hear the read and then we'll, we'll uh, <laughs> give you a shout out. Um, Last question about uh, camp practice, because we'll probably end with this on camp practice either way. Uh, for me, as a wide receivers, right? I think that's one of the most important positions because, as Blue mentioned earlier, right, we were able to rely on Charleston Rambo a lot last year, Mike Harley last year as well. Um, those guys, oh, damn. Um, I, I, by the way, I don't know, Blue. I don't know. The, what do you want to do with that? You let me know. Um what wide receivers. So the question was, who's going to step up as your wide receiver? One, number one, number two, who are your top three guys? Right. So, you know, there was, again, there was another article out that said that he, that Jacoby George had may have dropped a couple passes in the first, first 15 minutes of that. The media was able to watch. Come on, let's be realistic. Like at the end of the day, then I read another article the other day, uh, yesterday, I believe that said Jacoby George was the best wide receiver on the field so far in camp. So, so, I mean, we're talking about right now it being Xavier Restrepo. If you ask me, who's having a hell of a camp so far, uh, Jacoby George is a, according to, to reports is having a hell of a camp. Um, and then you're, you got everybody else battling. Romello Brinson looks good. Uh, you've seen video of Kobe young. You've seen, uh, Frank Latson get, uh, reps with the ones you've seen so many different guys. And Brashard Smith is arguably the fastest guy on the team period. So he's kind of that Swiss army knife that can do just about anything. Um, I mean, it's right now. You, I think that there's a lot of talent on that field. Keyshawn Smith, I, I didn't even mention, who's potentially our wide receiver one. John, what what do you see happening with this wide receiver position? We did mention that we thought, uh, me and Vish thought it was it was uh, Jacoby George, uh, Xavier Restrepo, and who who was the third guy? Uh, Vish, uh, do you remember? Was it Keyshawn? It was Keyshawn Smith, and then um, Blue Blue and, and and Danny thought it was Ladson. Uh, replacing Jacoby George. It was still Bershard Smith and, and Keyshawn Smith. What's your Give take him on time. the Give him time. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I agree. You haven't hit that. yet. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't uh, had a chance to not catch a ball. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. Um, what's your take on the wide receiver position, John, and, and Camp, and what can you see happening there? Uh, well, first of all, the good thing is, as of these last few years, is – you're coming in with a group of guys where I would be shocked if someone doesn't emerge. Whereas before you were kind of wondering who the hell is going to be the guy, you know, no one's really shown you that many flashes. They've had the drop issues. This group of guys with who you've brought in in the transfer portal and who's going into their sophomore year, which by the way, a lot of those guys got valuable playing time as freshmen, which is huge. So you got a group of guys that you're like, someone has to step up. There's no way someone doesn't step up. And with this quarterback and this offensive coordinator, someone has to step up. If I can give a prediction of who it's going to be. Right now, from what I'm hearing, what I'm seeing, it's going to be one of either Jacoby or Keyshawn Smith. It's going to be one of those two guys. That's my opinion. As wide receiver one. Yes. Yeah. I don't think it's a bad – I don't think it's a bad – 
uh, assumption, I guess, a bad guess, a bad analysis, whatever you, a bad evaluation. I, I think you could be right there. Um, before we uh, we keep it moving here, uh, John, let them know what you got going on every week because I know you got multiple shows. You're also with Flow on Sunday nights. Talk to them, man. Yes. Uh, well, you got the Cafecito and Kane show two days a week, Tuesday nights, Thursday nights. Uh, 7.30, 8 around there usually, depending on my schedule. Um, wanted to have a cafecito with me. I didn't. <laughs> it's also late at night. It would, I wouldn't be able to fall asleep. But, yes, two days a week, Tuesday and Thursday. Um, and then when the season starts, I may shift one of those days to Saturday morning because I experimented with, like, a little pregame show last year, Saturday mornings, and it did it did what I thought, so I could go back to doing that. And of course, as a lot of the people in the chat, Flo's co-host on Sunday night. So catch me there as well. Awesome, man. Awesome. Yeah, definitely make sure you guys catch him um, on all his uh, slots there. Cafecito and Kings is an awesome show. So we definitely highly recommend that as well. Um, John, thank you so much for coming on. Feel free to st stick around in the background and uh, listen to this beautiful ad that we got coming up from our from our friends over at Manscaped. Sounds oh, good. Oh, there we go. Our friends over at Manscaped. <laughs> Let's give them a shout out. Here we go. Um, we do appreciate it, by the way, Manscaped. Uh, here it is. If you haven't heard already, it's smooth sack summer. When you're playing in the summer sun, make sure you're scaped from the pubes to your bum. That's right. This is the summer to keep your balls cool while still looking hot with Manscaped. The leader in below the belt grooming is making sure we have all we have a ball this summer by giving our pants partners everything they need to stay fresh. Dive headfirst into smooth sex summer by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with our code 5RSN. That's the number 5RSN and you receive 20% off plus free shipping. Um, with that code. So make sure you guys go to manscaped.com for that. Uh, they've got the performance performance package 4.0 has everything you, you need. Um, it, it includes their uh, lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, the weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer, the crop preserver, uh, ball deodorant, crop reviver toner, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag to hold your, uh, your goodies. Um, by the way, did I mention that this trimmer is waterproof uh, too? Uh, beach, lake, or shower, this razor will... Um, uh, will keep you cool. This uh, not not only that, but you can have the perfect hair haircut. Use Manscaped's liquid formulation to keep freshness uh, even in the hottest bar, even in the hottest barbecues, guys. So when you're at your barbecues, make sure you're using Manscaped. All right. Um, again, waterproof trimmers. They reduce foot foot odor. I don't know how they do that, but they do it. Uh, Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer helps reduce nicks, reduce the risk of ingrown hairs, reduce the risk of grooming accidents as well. Uh, so make sure you go to manscaped.com, insert the code 5RSN. That's the number 5RSN, the letters 5, uh, the large, little, excuse me, the number 5, the letters RSN, and get 20% off plus free shipping with manscaped.com. Great product. Let me tell you something. I still got mine. Uh, they sent us, uh, me and Alex, two years ago. And uh, tell you what, I was going to bring up the shower part. That's the best. See? It works, guys. This is yes, not just. We're not. We're not just. I uh, listen. We. <laughs> we're not just. Uh, we're not we're, just reading this. All right. We're. 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 Uh, we use it. We, we use it. it. We use it. Yeah. All right. And, um, and I'm pretty sure the uh, the the way the the foot deodorant is how they deal with the foot odor. Jess, you, you asked the question. I have to answer it. <laughs> 
Well, there you go. The foot there, there is a foot deodorant product. So. John, I thought you get a kick out of that at our out of our our, our new sponsors there, Manscaped. Oh. We do appreciate it. You guys are the best. You know, you know, you've made it when you got Manscaped as a sponsor. <laughs> That's it. That's it. That's all we need. All we needed. Uh, John, thank you so much for coming Thanks, on the John. show again, my brother. Uh, always Thanks, love you, man. Thank you, DJ Vid and Larry. Catch you, catch you guys next time. Make sure you go Thanks, to Manscaped John. and get your gear. All right. All right. Later. <laughs> Later. Gary does have a special request of you, Jazz. I believe it. free consultation with Jazz on your first order. Wow. I, I think that I, I think that I'm gonna pass on that. But uh, Gary, feel free to take my spot, man. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I just bought some trimmers. Well, you see, you should have waited. <laughs> Timing well, you, is everything in life. You, you can still go, man. You'll get twenty percent off. Manscaped.com. Five RSN. Gary, make sure you do it too, man. I know you don't believe it, but. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if we can put that comment up, but uh, I'm not. Really I'm weird. not. I'm not doing the I, other Gary one. That one's staying yeah, in the chat. You guys can staying. all read it. It's after nine o'clock. I mean, <laughs> it I is mean. after nine, but you know, family show. Oh man, family show. <laughs> Speaking of family show, Fish Fan Miami says James is a safety who plays all over the field. I agree. I agree. He can play all over the field. He's exciting to watch, um, and I think that it's so fun. Blue again. Before we get to wide receivers, it's so fun to be able to talk about these players and say, well, what about him? And what about him? And what about this guy? Like we haven't really spoken like that in a while about this team. And I don't know if it's just a product of the way that Mario and his whole entire staff has kind of put this together and set it all up, uh, even with the transfers, um, with the players that are coming back and how excited they are. You kind of see a different life to them. Uh, And maybe it's a little bit of everything, right? Yeah. No, I agree. I, but you're exactly right about uh, James Williams. And this is was a criticism of Pat Sertan when he had him at American Heritage, that he kept him so far away from the action. That's why he finished his last year playing in the box, because he's got great ball skills. I mean, this guy could actually, not only does he hit like a truck, but he, he has great, he catches the ball. He's going to be, he's, yeah, he's lethal. I just like him more in the action. Now we'll see how Miami's scheme is like cam kitchens. This is a guy that when he was coming out of high school and they recruited him and they, they, he committed, people are asking me, what do you think about this? I said, this guy's got a chance to be as good as anybody they've had. And I feel the same way about James. I think James brings more to the tables because he's six, five, you know, and then the kid, and I saw he got a whole lot bigger. Uh, That weight room has been just uh, huge to him. And uh, that's why I'm saying, you know, you never know. At the, I mean, the big safety in college football, the Lewis Olivers, the, the David Fulchers, the, the, the Cam Chancellors, uh, players like that really have gone by the wayside. There, there's not a lot of them anymore that are really, really big. I think James is going to bring that back. I mean, you know, I mean, you look back at, um, uh, you know, some of those big guys who – were not only safeties that could cover and they had the agility to cover, but they also could hit you like a linebacker. And that's what James is like. And he's a prototype. There's not a lot of them in college. I can't think of anybody now that's 6'5", uh, you know, that played this, I, plays I that I think the position. last guy, the last guy we saw that was like 6'5", Taylor Mays out of USC. Well, no, right? we, but yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's true. That was I mean, safety. they've had guys. But you don't see those, like you say. You don't no, see those too much. no, no, you're right. I mean, it's just because when they get that big, okay, you look at Javon Curse. He's a perfect example that when he was a linebacker and a safety, 
in, in high school and uh, at, at the University of Florida. But when he got into the NFL, they put him down uh, because he was 6'5", 250, 245. James is going to be like that. And if he can hold that uh, position with that weight, that's going to be amazing because I don't think – I'm trying to think who – Steve Atwater, who used to play for the uh, Denver Broncos. He may have been – that last big-bodied guy was in the 225, 230 range that could actually ha- – that has had the agility and the ball skills. Remember, you know, there's a – like Miami, when they get Ray Ray and all these guys in there, it, most likely safeties are going to have to pick them up if he's oh, yeah. in the slot position. So, yeah, it's that's why it's a, a Cam Chancellor. That's why it's a, a – I mean, a Cam um, a Kitchens or, or Avante Williams because they're not – they're not they're good sized kids, but they're not six five. Another another guy that we can probably put in that mix. Uh, he was a uh, he was a guy who wore number twenty six for that Matt, for the Miami Hurricanes at one point. And, oh uh, yeah, yeah, could have possibly been the best ever. Um, unfortunately, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, a number that they're not giving out right now. A number that they're not and they're not giving out number one either. By the way, uh, one and twenty six are not being used uh, as of right now. That could change, uh, but uh, as Mario said, they want to honor that number, not not retire it. So they're gonna they're gonna make sure they give it to the right person. So sure. that's that's really cool. We've got like two or three minutes because I want uh, Gary, uh, I want Gary, I want Larry to give us a recap of Media Day um, real quick before we before we finish this off. But I want to get your take, DJ and Vish, on the wide receiver position and the defensive ends. If you can do that really quick in a couple minutes, we'll start with you, DJ. Wide receiver position, I was just looking at um, some videos from Frank Ladson today. He was moving really well, so I'm curious to see where he fits into this equation as well. We kind of talked about uncertainty. We mentioned some names, but we still need to see production on the field. I think Ladson can bring production, and he's looked really smooth. And then defensive end, for me, it's not so much names. It's just about can they continue to bring pressure this season. We have all these names like Cyrus Moss, the freshman for the future, but I want to see if that position can get a viable pass rush right now because it's all about building depth and the defensive end position, in my opinion, is one of the most important positions on that side of the football. Uh, Fish, first, I think let's mention Daryl Jackson, who's, by the way, quite possibly going to be the biggest human being that that's ever played at Miami or that's played here in a very, very long time. Um, kind of reminiscent of uh, Calais Campbell. And also uh, Nigel Lee Kelly, who seems to be playing lights out, even as a freshman now, getting around the corner, rushing the quarterback. He's doing some really good things. Talk to me about that defensive line, um, what you've, you know, you've kind of been excited about. Because not only not only that, right, this this line is legitimately three deep. I mean, you can put you can mix and match for days on this line, Lichtenstein and Mesidor and uh, Gerald Jackson and Mitch Agude and Harvey and Hunt and Tent Taylor, uh, and the list goes on. Lichtenstein, the list goes on and on and on and on. Now this is one of the deepest and possibly one of the best positions on this football team and, and in the conference as well. Talk to me a little bit about that and and kind of uh, the wide receiver position as well. Yeah, just just on the defensive line. Um, so obviously, kind of ran through the names. I still think you know that the next step for for that position is is Harvey putting it, Jafari Harvey putting it together consistently. He's flashed it. Um, he's. I, I'm obviously excited about Nigel Lee Kelly's future. I think it's a lot to put on a freshman to play 
with his hand on the ground and against, you know, 21 year olds that have been in some of them, you know, with the COVID year, not counting some of these kids are, are old, frankly. Um, and there's just a big body difference. Um, it doesn't matter how big you are. So I think it's asking a lot for, for him to do that. But I think, I think Jafari Harvey is ready to, to kind of be an every down impact player. And I think once you get, you mentioned all the talent there. If you can get one guy that dominates, that draws the double team, it opens the rest of the lineup. And there's enough talent there to take advantage. So that's where I'm looking there. And then the other thing, um, DJ ran through some of the position battles. One of the things we kind of gloss over because uh, he's so obviously locked the position down, but we're basically going to start three wide receivers, and the slot guy is definitely Restrepo. <laughs> like, there's not even a doubt there, right? I mean, so that that is that's good to have. So we talked a lot about who's the number one. It might be him. Um, I know we don't. You normally don't associate a slot guy as that, but he's going to be a handful to cover. Yeah. What about a tight end being the number one? True, Mal- Mallory <laughs> as well. Yeah, Mallory. Mallory well. Elijah Royal lost some weight, and he's quicker now. He's he's stronger. He's going to be interesting. And by the way, just to kind of go back to uh, James Williams, Blue, he has gotten stronger and bigger, but he's lost weight. He actually lost. Yeah. I think like five pounds, which is crazy. Good. He's he's under two twenty now, but he's bigger and he's stronger and he's faster, which is unbelievable. So right. uh, I think he's going to have a huge year. I I I I can't wait for Daryl Jackson on the defensive line, um, and I really cannot wait to see what um, uh, you know what Jared Harrison Hunt does because apparently he's been playing really one camp too. So it's going to be interesting. Um, we got a couple of minutes here. Blue, I think it's important to kind of mention, first of all, before we even mention that, Connor Liu, another big-time pickup by the University of Miami, number yeah. one safety in the country, which boggles my mind that that kid was ranked out of, like, the top six or 700 in the whole country, being the number one center in the country. It's ridiculous to me. I mean, he had offers from he, – he picked us. Uh, his top four was Auburn, uh, Georgia, Clemson, and Miami. Right. I mean, it doesn't get much better than that. I know Auburn has kind of been down a little bit the last couple of years. That's a big-time SEC school as well. And then you've got the defending national champs and then the number four or five team in the country in Clemson and Miami. And Miami got him. And that kid is a kid that's going to anchor a national championship team and national championship offensive line here. So be on the lookout for Connor Lou. Uh, the recruiting train keeps moving. Uh, Media Day, uh, Blue, you got a couple minutes here before we go. How was media day? Both in you know all the counties, everywhere you were, you were like at sixty different places. <laughs> yeah, well, fifty nine, but that's who's counting. <laughs> the uh, it, it was a good time. It was professionally run, just like a you know like a ACC or SEC media days. I'll talk about the South Florida stops that we had. Uh, we were in West Palm Beach at Kaiser University. Uh, they rolled out the, the the welcome mat. Had an opportunity to see a lot, and all the schools brought their top flight kids. In Broward, we were at Pompano Beach High School. St. Thomas brought all their guys. Uh, American Heritage uh, is loaded with defensive backs. Uh, uh, the kid Damon Fagan and some of the other players as well. And then Miami-Dade, really. I mean, you had 60 schools, uh, and everybody came. Miami Central. Uh, uh, Joe Rose was there, and he had a chance to talk to Reuben Bain. He, you know, which was nice, you know, I mean, he, awesome. they had both uh, look forward because uh, Joe talks about him a lot on, on his show. And uh, yeah, it was a, a good time, guys. It was a real good time. Professionally run. I enjoyed it. And uh, I before I leave, I want to tell you this. The nicest guy ever has to be Will Mallory. If you listen to him during days, this guy complimented everybody from uh, the uh, 
his fellow tight ends to the lady that makes the hamburgers in the darn uh, cafeteria. What <laughs> the nicest guy ever. And he kept saying that, uh, that this is the best tight end room that, that, that by next year it'll be the best. And he just wants to leave a legacy to the guys coming in. So uh, you can't say enough about that guy. That's gonna that's that's awesome. Because by the way, next year you will have a, an awesome tight end group with uh, Skinner and and uh, and Riley Williams and obviously oh, yeah. uh, Elijah Arroyo. That's gonna be fun to watch. Sure. Uh, thank you, thank you guys, everybody for joining us. Um, uh, <laughs> or even better profession. Um, thank you so much for joining us, everybody on the chat. We do appreciate it. Uh, we appreciate John coming in from Cafecito and Canes as well. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Six Rings Canes. Subscribe to our YouTube channel on the Five Reasons Sports YouTube channel. Uh, we're probably going to have to switch the time here. We might have to start earlier now with football season getting going. Uh, but we will have some extra and exclusive content coming at you very soon uh, with Larry Belusi, myself, Vish, DJ, all of us will be talking about some really, uh, really cool stuff. Vish, you got something to say there before we go? Yeah, just <clears throat> might need to start earlier because we're running yeah. into the F1 show. Now. Yeah, hurry up, man. Yeah, so make the sure you check are... us out. <laughs> Hidden the Apex is coming at you now on the Five Reasons uh, Sports YouTube channel, so keep a lock still there. We'll see you guys next Wednesday. Adios. Go Canes. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.